0: Hey everyone, for this month's edition of What's Your Theory, we are taking a little different spin and talking about working with nonprofits, community service, and community engagement, and all of that. So, excited to dive in, talk about um, some of the organizations that some of your coworkers are involved with, and um, just kind of help encourage people to get a little bit more involved. Um, my name is Ben Brenton, I am a senior manager at Metric Theory here. I've been here for a little over four years. Um, in addition to the account services role that I, I play, I also head up the MT Gives team as well.
1: Hi, I am Stephanie Sutt. I oversee our talent team here at Metric Theory.
2: Hello everybody, I'm Jeff Wynne I am one of the co-founders of Metric Theory and Chief Operating Officer. It's good to be here with these other two amazing human beings.
0: Well, Jeff and Steph, thanks for joining me today. Um, so, I first want to start off talking about my involvement with MT Gives, um, which, if you don't know, is the organization that, that um, started probably about six years ago. I was a project out of Jeff and Megan Beatty building this um, to help give back, use our skills as digital marketers to help grow nonprofits in the same way that we work with a lot of our paying clients. Um, We also do a lot of work, just more traditional community service, volunteering work. Um, Every holiday season, kind of Q4, we do a gift drive for children. Um, We've also done other kind of like beach cleanups and and other various projects. So for me, how I got involved is um, volunteering has always been something that has been important to me. I grew up with... uh, in a family, parents that are highly involved in Rotary and, and other community service projects. And so I've just always felt called um, to, to have volunteering in some sense be involved in, in what I do. Um, so it was a, a huge draw for me joining Metric Theory to know that an organization like MT Gives existed and uh, pretty much from day one being here, I knew that's something that I wanted to be involved with and have loved the opportunity to increase my involvement and and kind of take on more of the leadership role of it. Um, Quick note, I guess, on, on what it again means for me personally, it's something that I've always wanted in my life. Um, And I think just what it adds for me is a sense of fulfillment to feel like um, there's something that I can do that I am good at my job. And I, I feel that I can add value to clients, but just to have a bit of a different perspective and to work with, um, A nonprofit, again, either through the the marketing side or just through kind of community involvement um, in a way that just feels more personally rewarding. um, is, is I think what comes down to me. So, excited to talk more about that. Um, I'll let Jeff chime in on some of the organizations that he's involved in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I touched base on MT Gives when Megan and I were brainstorming this, and I think you're right. I think it was about six years ago, the reason it came up was like the number one thing when I was working um, on kind of leadership development programs uh, with employees at Metric Theory, the number one thing that came up for values for employees, every single one of the employees also said like helping other people is important. And so Megan and I kind of looked at each other and we're just like, "If well, that is an important value. Like how are we doing that at Metric Theory? And so that's where the brainstorming started with MT Gives, you know, my guess is that it's continued in the employee base of MT Gives is that, um, you know, that everybody wants to help somebody. Everybody wants to make a positive impact um, on the communities around them. Everybody wants to do something that feels bigger than themselves. And sometimes we get trapped into the day-to-day. And so providing employees with various opportunities and and, uh, ways that suit them to get engaged and get involved was kind of, you know, how we wanted to, why we wanted to create something and and how we kind of wanted to execute at MT. Um, Some of the ways that I'm personally involved uh, with organizations is I'm on the board of, I think, four organizations um, right now, um, one of which is called the Kana Samurai Foundation, which, you know, is a nonprofit organization that essentially aims to honor, protect, and preserve the indigenous cultures of South America. So we go into uh, mostly the Brazilian rainforest and work with indigenous communities there, work with healing medicines um, that they have, that come out of the rainforest uh, that they, you know, allowed to come back to the States uh, to treat people. And then as reciprocity, we go down and help with community building, um, building infrastructure, wells, water, you know, um, sustainable development type of projects also involved in an organization called Inside Circle, who is also an MT Gives client for a while. Um, but Inside Circle, you know, helps build kind of transformational environments for what they call justice-involved youth and adults um, to kind of heal their pro- uh, trauma, find purpose, and kind of build meaningful lives. And by justice-involved, they mean incarcerated or formerly incarcerated uh, men. And we take that into communities and do co-gender work around it and everything else. And it's very deep and you know powerful work uh, that I do with them. Uh, And then also kind of a subset of that organization is an organization called boys to men. And I've kind of working with a subset of that crew to launch uh, a new startup, which is pretty much working with boys and girls clubs around America to bring some of that work that we do in prisons and some of the work that we do in schools um, with, you know, at risk youth uh, and bring that to a broader audience. And so uh, working with youth, mostly fatherless boys, um, but we're also, you know, Working with uh, Girls to Women, too, is another organization that we're working with. And then last but not least is an organization called Cultivate the Crass, which um, I'm working with one of my best friend's mothers on on this. He passed away a number of years ago. And as part of his legacy, we kind of took this on, but it fosters, you know, essentially conversation and bipartisanship and bringing the political left and the political right together in, in conversation around Um, you know, essentially hot topics, which I think we would all agree is super needed right now. Um, So those are the main organizations I'm involved with right now.
1: Oh, I don't know how to follow that up, but that is um, (laughs) (laughs) awesome. Um, Cool. Well, a little less heavy hitting, but I um, spend a lot of my time in animal rescue, as many have probably seen on the random animals Slack channel. Um, I, Got into animal rescue about nine years ago. I was not allowed any pets growing up. Um, My parents didn't think we would be responsible, which is probably a good call on their part. And so when I went into college, um, my roommate was a crazy dog lady, started fostering dogs and I just immediately got hooked. Um, It was so amazing to just see animals that were within hours of having their life ended for whatever reason, whether they were just found on the street or abused or not wanted, Um, And really taken into someone's house that just cares for them temporarily until they find their forever home. So um, started doing that with my roommate, more honestly, to fill a credit for an organization that I was a part of. But um, once I left college, I realized that was something I was really passionate about. Um, The very first time I rescued a dog, I actually was not a part of an organization. I just went to a local kill shelter and adopted a dog for free because you could just do that and then I went and adopted it out myself to a family that I found after so after that decided I wanted to try a little more legal and probably just safer way of doing that so I joined a local rescue organization um, started as a foster worked my way up to the foster director of um, the whole region there and then once I moved, that was back when I lived in Texas, um, have just continued to foster since. So we've fostered over 30 dogs over the past couple of years. Um, you know, for me, it's really working with animal rescue has not only taught me how to work with my passion, but it's also helped me grow as an individual when you have to care for something that's so fragile, so Not messed up, that's not a great word, but you know, comes with its own issues. And you kind of have to support and deal with that no matter what. Um, And then also has really been able to just help me mature in my own personal and professional life so that I can take some of what I've learned through being involved in animal rescue and everything that comes with even taking on a more senior director role in an organization and dealing with things like burnout, mental health, a lot of stuff that I'm now very passionate about. And I think it stems from my experience with dealing with animal rescue
0: love that thanks for sharing that um both of you i I think a large part of why we want to talk today is just have this be a platform to sort of elevate the experiences that um we have had and obviously some others have had with uh getting involved so love to kind of have this platform um steph I, i really liked uh you had said that like Honestly, the reason that you got involved to begin with was that it was to fill a class requirement. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I was uh, went to a Jesuit high school that is very community service oriented as well. So I had the same thing. We had countless number of hours we had to do every year. Um, and I was also in Boy Scouts. We also had requirements like that. So um, I think that's a pretty common thing that like some requirement Leads you into realize that service is something that is more important for you personally. So, definitely resonate with that. Um, I feel very fortunate to be involved with MT Gives because uh, it increasingly is something that I can kind of treat as a quote requirement, not requirement, but something that is tied to my job. Because um, it gives me that freedom to stay involved and it gives me a reason to stay involved um, while knowing that it is something that is like part of my job. Which takes me, I think, to the next part of this is um, without those requirements or without that external force that pushes you into getting involved or without it being part of your job to be involved, or Jeff, in your case, without being on the board of an organization, how how do we find time to get involved whenever we have day jobs, whenever we're out of school and we now have a respons- like responsibility of of life and responsibility of working at metric theory. Um, I know something that without MT gives, I'll admit I would struggle to stay involved and to, to fulfill the like community service and volunteering part of my life that I want. Cause there's only so many hours in the day. Um, so I want to, I guess touch a little bit on, I guess at least recognizing that uh, for anybody listening, that feels like they want to be involved, but they can't cause they don't have the time. Um, I hear you. I know that's something that a lot that I personally struggle with. Um, so I think just again, first recognizing that, and and um, another part of why we're talking about this is we feel pretty confident that we are a company of, of employees that does believe in community service largely uh, and wants to get involved, but just finds that they can't. So um, I don't know. I know there was a recent. DEI survey that went out that quoted uh, a common request of the people that filled it out was more direct community service involvement. Um, Steph, I I feel like you, I know you've mentioned it's a pretty common thing that I know that I personally and I know a lot of others going through the recruitment process to join metric theory, quote, MT gives as well as just volunteering in general is something that's, that's important. So recognizing that it's something that we all, or a lot of us here want, but also recognizing that it's hard to get involved. Um, I think just first taking a moment to recognize that and validate and I'm sure, I guess that metric theory and now the larger uh, media amongst organization we're a part of is one that cares about this and wants to support. If you feel personally called to get involved um, and we have a, Dedicated and growing DEI team here. Media Monks as a dedicated and large DEI team. Again, MTG itself was built out of a place um, of Jeff and Megan wanting to build and kind of help foster and facilitate employees getting involved. Um, so recognize that you're at a company that cares and, and wants you to get involved if you if you feel called to. Personally, I had some fears with the merger joining into Media Monks and wondering again, knowing that my connection to MT Gives, I had a fear of, well, is, is MT Gives going to stay? Um, and I've loved seeing, again, even uh, just a lot of connection within Media monks to, to share that value. Signed on to the Climate Pledge, again, huge DEI organization, smaller ERG groups that are focused on community service. So again, it's, it's a company that, that cares, that wants to help you get involved.
1: Yeah, Ben, to add to that, like, I think that something that was pretty impactful for me, just in my two experiences, I can think of one of them being when I first started metric theory, and one of them pretty shortly after we merged with media monks was like my second week of working at metric theory was um, a big Denver community event where we went to a food bank and spent the afternoon packaging and organizing goods for people that were then going to be able to use them. And it was, it was going back to what you talked about, about, um, people that we talk to, my team talks to all the time who we, we have a lot of great programs here at metric theory. MT gives is by far the one that people ask about the most because they see that and they say, oh, cool. So not only can I just volunteer or be involved in something that I'm passionate about and, and metric theory supports that, but from a digital marketing perspective, it's like, oh, I get to do my job. And on top of that, I get to help people by just doing what I'm already good at, um, and so that's number one was just coming to a company and being like, "Oh, yeah, they actually like walk the walk, like we're gonna spend this time during working hours going and volunteering together, and it was a super fun way for me to get to know my employees and or sorry, my coworkers and feel like we're a part of a bigger thing together um and then the second one was when we merged with media Monks, and I think you know one day I woke up to a random email of like, congratulations, like you have a tree that you can plant." and I was like what is a spam (laughs) and uh, like you know and then after like getting the announcement and learning about oh yeah like media monks just like donated money and bought all of us trees that we now get to see like grow and flourish to help with the sustainability project like that was so cool and I think that really put some of my concerns at ease when you were talking about oh yeah what's going to happen when it comes to volunteering and um, that was something that happened pretty early on with media monks
2: yeah I would add that not to be, you know, controversial, but just call a spade a spade. I mean, I think a lot of times in the interview process, when people get super excited about what it, you know we're doing and MT gives and everything else, I think everybody's well intentioned, but sometimes is it a good excuse to be involved with an organization that's doing something because you get to be associated and you don't actually have to do anything, right? And I think that, and in, in some cases, I think that's fine. You're you're putting your time, resources, you know, essentially your career and your money behind a company that has has values and then i think the question goes back to you know what ben was talking about is you know finding the time because it sounds nice and good in the interview process but when you have 40 50 hours of work you know to get done and you're worried about clients and keeping your job and improving and qrs are coming up and all the rest you know it starts to get really real and um you know and then it those types of things get you know deprioritized right and so i think it is about prioritization to some extent, but it's also asking the question of like, why do I do what I do? Like, why does Steph work with animals? You know, and, and, and my guess is because she really loves dogs. It, it gives something back. I selfishly am involved in these organizations. And, and I think it would be egotistical for me to be involved because I think I'm changing the world. I'm involved because it feeds me. I'm involved because the work that I do and the changes that I see happening in these communities and with these people Profoundly impacts me in a way that makes me a happier person, and so it's it's selfish by nature, right? And and so to me, why do you get involved? How do you know what to get involved with and everything else? It's like what do you enjoy? How does this feed you? And the good news is that I found is that when you volunteer or participate or you know put effort forward, it always comes back tenfold. And I you know and I don't do it because of what comes back to me, but it comes back to me in the form of like happiness and joy um, and connection. And I think that that's something that we're all kind of striving for. And so, you know, when we're looking at it, like, oh, I just don't have time to volunteer and everything else. This is, you know, this is no different than taking care of yourself physically or mentally um, or anything else. And it it should be a priority because it will feed you and it will actually help you do your job better in my opinion.
1: And I, I think to absolutely agree with you and feed off of that, like, I have an issue with kind of the way society, I think, so I think, let me backtrack. I think number one is like, I think we're becoming a society that just cares a lot more about giving back and like recognizing, um, where our privilege is and what we're passionate about and doing something about that. I think that that's really awesome. I also think though, we have become a society where like, there's this sort of weird, like judgy taboo. I don't know how what you want to call it, but where it's like, Oh, well you need to have a job that you're passionate about, right? Like you need to follow your passion. your passion is what you need to do before you die and if you're doing anything else and not following that passion all the time, like what are you doing with your life? it's not it's not worth it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And so I fell into that fallacy. and when I started doing foster director work, I mean that was a lot of emails and coordination of other fosters and I was just dealing with volunteers, like it was a full-time job on top of my full-time job. And I was working even though one of them wasn't paid nonstop to the point that I was dreaming about work. I was not, I was not doing social stuff and things that brought me a lot of life and fulfillment because I was trying to do this. And so I said, okay, like I'm following my quote unquote passion. Maybe I should just quit my nine to five job and just like work in a rescue the whole time. And so I started volunteering at shelters. And I was like, absolutely. I could not do this as a full-time job. Like this is soul sucking. This is draining. And even though like i love it so much like it would take all the passion out of it from me and so i had to learn to deal with burnout and like dealing with my own mental health and balancing that that way and so i mean we're dealing with the great resignation right that's what everyone keeps calling it because COVID has taught people which rightfully so is like look at your life reevaluate your life and determine what is important to you but i don't necessarily think it has to be following this one passion of yours and making that the only thing you do in life because number one have multiple different passions I think the cool thing about volunteering is that if you'd ask me like like high school Stephanie or even early college Stephanie I'd be like well I didn't grow up with animals so I don't really care about animals and then I was introduced to it and it became a passion of mine yeah. as I continue to grow up and get more involved in different things it's like I'm getting exposure to a lot of other things that now I'm becoming more passionate about and can give my time to and like Jeff said it like fulfills me and makes me happier but I, but I also like, I like my job. Like I, And I think it's okay to enjoy your job and also enjoy volunteering and giving back and not making your volunteer time, your passion, your community involvement, your full-time job. Because I do think that leads to a lot of burnout and just not contributing in a way that you could over a longer lifetime if you tried to like cram it all into one nine to five or whatever you want to call it job.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And <clears throat> another thing that I would add to that is, I think, you know, getting engaged in anything, whether it's a job or nonprofit work or volunteering, it's like, what is your what is your objective, you know? And it could be multi-pronged approach, but like, do you know, do you wanna feel good about yourself? You know, do you wanna create impact? Do you wanna change the world? Like, what is it? And then asking yourself, okay, how is the best way of doing that? Like I've worked in a number of soup kitchens and volunteering in MT San Francisco we used to do it many times a year um, down at Glide Memorial in San Francisco. And it's great and it feels good and it's a bonding experience with the team and everything else. And, and that's why we would attend those things. Um, but at the end of the day, like if I was a professional soup kitchen person, how much impact am I really going to have versus the impact that I can have now focusing on my career, focusing on you know specializations, learning, educating myself and becoming more successful in my own right. And then the ability to sit on the more, board and make large policy and funding and everything changes. I can impact way more people, right? And so it's, it, you know, I think... We get lost in kind of the fantasy of it to steph's point and it's just like you you've got to realize what you're going to be doing day to day and is that really you know the best use of your time and skill set towards the goal that you're trying to achieve like a are you going to enjoy you know answering cold phone calls you know for eight hours a day or you know is that the best use of your time to create impact um you know and so i think that's where mt gives came to is like we specialize in this we're going to be better at this than anybody else is going to offer these services and we're going to be able to create
0: more impact. So I think you've you've got a unique perspective there too, and that uh, your path starting out your career was thinking, I'm going to go work for NGOs and make this my career. And I know you've reflected to me that what you just said, that you realized that it was not sustainable for you and it was not the impact that you wanted to create. So, yeah. Yeah. I
2: I started my career and after undergrad, um, I worked for an organization called the Bay Area Council and, San Francisco, which was mainly working, I was focused on sustainable housing and everything else. And it was super interesting and great, but I was doing a lot of clerical work and everything else. And then I just realized like I was eating off, you know, the 99 cent Wendy's menu for every day um, because it was really hard to survive in San Francisco. And I was really struggling in my personal life. And and then, you know, when I got to the point of stopping, you know, I wasn't learning as much and I did a lot of international development work and everything else that added to my life skills. But it was like, if I want to create impact, I need, a solid skill set, and in my opinion, was in, in business to kind of understand and be able to create the impact that I want. And um, so I've always stayed involved, uh, clearly with through nonprofits and everything else, to keep myself in the game, keep myself enjoying these things, keep myself up to date and educated on what these nonprofits are all about and what I'm passionate about. But you know, it's it's more from. Um, I hate to say the sidelines because I'm, I'm actively very involved in these organizations and you can be as, as active as you want to be, you know, with the, the time that you have. Um, but my priority was, you know, helping create and build MT and what could I do with an MT um, that would also make a difference. And so checking in with myself all along the way of like, how am I creating impact in this world?
1: And I think with that, some of the impact was creating engaged management, which I took and was then able to take that to like, into my foster director role when dealing with my quote unquote employees or like foster parents that I was dealing with and like just how I could be a better support system and also be like firm in my beliefs or giving people the empowerment that they need in order to make decisions or make changes. But like, I think that in turn, I've been able to help empower people to be, Better for the rescue organization because of engaged management, which is what Jeff started because he came to work at MT and just like continues to you know go back to the core, which I think is really mm. cool.
0: Um, well, I loved all this, uh, but I want to Jeff, you had made a comment about the like how often volunteering comes up in interviews, and it's uh, great to idealize it and say it's what you want to do, um, but again, how do we make a how do we create a a space where we encourage people to get involved if that's what they feel called to? um, And how do we, how can we encourage in this conversation um, to show people like how to recognizing that it doesn't need to be your day job to, to get involved and to volunteer. um, How can we, uh, yeah, just encourage people to find the time that they do have and, and give back in a way that is meaningful to them. So let's pivot for a second to to take action here and get stuff done yeah i mean i mean i think there's numerous ways to get
2: involved you know directly at mt and um you know everything from mt gives through volunteering um but again i mean i think it's checking in with people and be like what are you really wanting to accomplish and the vast majority of the time the reason that people get held back from actually volunteering is as simple as logistics is like they have to figure out the logistics of getting involved you know, do you want to go volunteer at a soup kitchen? Well, which soup kitchens do I call? What do I have to have done to do that? You know, it's just like taking kind of that first step. So I think it's understanding like what you're passionate about and and the, the likelihood that what you think you're going to be doing in an organization that you want to volunteer with versus what you're actually going to be doing, the likelihood is going to be very different. And sometimes, you know, because think about it, if you had someone wanting to come in and volunteer at MT and saying like, I want to volunteer as an analyst for a day. Like we'd, we'd be terrified, right? Like one, we can't put you on client accounts because you don't know what you're doing. We don't have nine months to train you because we're all you know busy and you're a volunteer. So how do we, you know, how do we engage you? What, what could we do right now? What could we use right now? And that's exactly what nonprofits are asking and they have even less resources. And so that's why you know, sometimes you'll get put on the phones or whatever else. And sometimes it's just as simple as advocacy. It's just like saying, you know, hey, talk to your family and friends, go create a dinner you know, around this, let people know what we're doing. Maybe raise a little bit of money that people would pay for the dinner anyway, you know, if they went out on a night on the town and write a check, you know? So it's, I mean, there's simple things that you could do in your day-to-day life by just changing kind of the focus in the, in, in the topic. Um, and maybe it's just like showing a documentary and having doing that with friends or, um, you know, a topic of conversation and then having a goal at the end of it, how you're going to contribute in some small way or pass it on or put it on social media and and try to get a conversation going. I mean, there's just many ways that you can participate that are outside of like officially getting involved um, with an organization. But at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt to like call up an organization, find somebody else who's involved in an organization that you're passionate about. And be like, if I were to get involved, how, what, what might that look like? Just do some need finding. I think it's an extremely simple
0: way. For me, that also opens up the thought of, again, just changing perspective. It doesn't have to be working a nine-to-five job with a nonprofit. It doesn't have to be committing six hours a, a month to a certain organization. It's changing perspective and realize the work you already are doing and, and the simple things that you can do that that create impact. Steph, you had just shared like something that... in. On paper may not seem like a nonprofit community service-oriented project that Jeff created, engage management, and the impact that had on you personally, that then led you to better serve in the actual like direct volunteering work that you're doing. Um, and so, like Jeff, a moment of recognizing that there's something that you were doing that wasn't directly or like related to community service that has had a ripple effect for Steph and so many other people. Um, and I know. You, a lot, I feel like you can say about recognizing, again, recognize the impact of what you're already doing in addition to directly getting involved, but like realize what you are doing first. Totally. And this, and this is the concept behind change
2: makers, right? Like, even if you do absolutely nothing with an NGO or nonprofits, how is what you're doing in a day-to-day impacting the world around you? And so a lot of it's just around being self-aware of like how you were showing up, you know, because if you go in and work for a nonprofit for X number of hours a week, but you know, as a human, you know, you're not contributing and you're hurting the environment and you're treating other people poorly and everything else, you know, it's probably a net negative. And so at the end of the day, like, you know, what change makers tries to do is say like every single thing that you do in a client account has an impact. What is that impact? How is it affecting communities? How is it affecting people? If you think about it, every client that we have either has a product or a service, right? and people create products and services to improve other people's lives or to make other people's lives easier. So at the end of the day, that's why it's a need and that's why they're trying to f- you know fill a need. And different people are trying to do different things. If you're a makeup company, people wear makeup to feel better about themselves and to look better and to help with their self-confidence and a number of other things. And you know, and so if you're helping sell makeup, you're helping people do that. And so I think in everything that we do, we we're already supporting something. And we're already standing behind something. And the question is, is, you know, taking a moment to kind of uh, do the analysis of like, what are we supporting? What are the things that I'm doing? What are the ripple effects? How can I do more of those? Or if they're in conflict with my values, you know, how can I change or do less of those or question them or, you know, you know, bring up um, red flags or, you know, whatever it may be. And so I think, um, you know, the most important thing is looking at ourselves and how are we doing, you know, Um, are we walking the talk? So to speak, um, and then you know we also have clearly just you know various groups like we have the changing gender bias groups. How can we become more aware of how we are contributing or taking you know away from um, current problems and solutions in, in our culture, right? And you know I think as being part of that that group, one of the common things I've heard from other men is like I had no idea that this was happening. I and I'm looking at how I am now contributing in that way, and so it's educating ourselves. And then at the end of the day, it's like supporting each other. They're just being kind to one another. How can you support your coworkers? Um, How can you support your managers who are literally, their job is to support you? Um, You know, how can you turn it around and ask them one time, like, hey, how can I help out? Or is there anything I can do? And just, you know, it's creating community and being in community. And if we can create that within metric theory, or we can create that within our teams, we have much better likelihood of creating that in our culture and that having kind of a ripple effect in kind of the world that we live in. So I think it's very easy to, quote unquote, get involved in change without having to specifically get involved in something else that you're not already doing.
1: I also think it's, you know, it, it seems easy, but I don't think it's happening that much. It's just starting the conversation around what you're passionate about, what you want to give back for. Um, like, I, you know, was in casual conversation with my team around just giving back and DEI and MT gives. And that led to all of us talking about, Hey, we want to have a team event. Like, why don't we just take a half day and go volunteer and find something that we're passionate about where we can give back it's team building. It's us working together, but we're working together to accomplish something that is, um, like doing exactly what Jeff said. Like we're walking the talk and, um, we have the resources metric theory gives us unlimited PTO, to do that. And so, um, you know, that's something we're trying to plan now over the next couple of weeks and something that I think is very easy for any team. You don't have to be a manager. Like I I'm, I'm calling on managers to do it because they're, you know, they, I think have the opportunity to tell their team, Hey, is this something we're interested in? But even if, even if you're not a manager, talk to your manager, talk to your teammates and say, Hey, do you guys want to spend some time volunteering? I'm passionate about this. I want to learn more about this. Um, I really want to expand my horizons and learn a little bit more about, um, like I want to get more passionate and and learn more about how I can give back to like local schools and making sure that every kid has a meal, um, to eat when they're at school or when they go home. And so that's something that I want to now start volunteering more. And I told my team about it and they're like, absolutely awesome. Let's do it. And so I think it's something as simple as that too, using the resources that we already have. We just need to start the conversation.
0: I'm hearing look inwardly first, recognize what you're doing and, and recognize the impacts you already are creating. Uh, have a conversation with yourself and with those around you on what is important to you. And if you have the time and you have the desire to do something that's more, quote, direct volunteering related, use the resources around you. Um, and again, making a comment at, at the company we're at that supports and once and you, if you are called to get involved and, and serve, um this company is here to help kind of facilitate that. So a couple of plugs again on, on if, if you're at a spot where you feel comfortable and ready and you want to get more involved is um, there is a DEI database, Google sheet that has um, it kind of uh, started in the wake of the murder of George Floyd, but has evolved to become a much more en- encompassing DEI database. One of the tabs in there is a list of nonprofits uh, listed out by our major cities that we're, we have offices in. Uh, ways that they you can get involved, what they specifically need, contact information for how to reach out to them. Um, so a plug for that is that they're, if you're looking for a place to get in, to, to volunteer, that's available. That's also a living doc that I would love to continue to build so more people can kind of contribute and learn from that. Um, unlimited PTO, Steph, said, take those days, go volunteer, um, shameless plug for me, join MT Gives. Uh, there's a lot that we've got planned and I'm really excited for how the program is evolving and absolutely need some more help with that. So, um, join MT Gives. Uh, and if, if none of it, if you feel like you don't have time for any of that still, i would also take a second to recognize the, the majority of us are privileged in life and we have a well-paying job. Um, if you are at a place where you're comfortable to donate your resources, you can donate your time, but donating money, obviously make sure that uh, the money that you're donating is going to a good organization that uses that, those funds effectively. Um, but if, if you feel called to a certain organization, but you don't have the time to get involved and you feel that you're at a place where you, you can spare some of your financial resources, donate. Um, there's there's plenty of ways to get involved. So
1: I even think, not even money, but I don't know about anyone else, but I was definitely a little bit of a COVID food hoarder. So I have a lot of SpaghettiOs that I am not going to eat. And right now around the holidays is when there's a lot of canned food drives. And so it's as simple as opening up your pantry and seeing what you can even donate there because I'm not going to eat those spaghettios as, as much as I probably want to. So that's also a very easy way to help right now. when a lot of families are going to need it.
0: Yeah. raid your closet. All those items that you think you're going to wear next week that you never do. And you think back and say, I haven't worn that in two years. What can you get rid of? Um, yeah. Well, um, any other thoughts on, how to how to turn this from the great idea of wanting to get involved to actually getting involved, recognizing the impact you can create. Any other thoughts on that? Or closing remarks?
1: I don't really have a whole lot. I think we've touched a lot here. I think, you know, for me, it's just like I, kind of going back to what I said about earlier, I felt like for a long time I was sort of forced into feeling like I, didn't know what my passion was. And I felt guilty for enjoying my nine to five job, but still doing some other stuff on the side here, and but never really feeling like I was doing enough. And so really being able to find the balance that worked for me while getting fulfilled in something and feeling happier through it is something that has taken me a lot of time and um, a lot of years and trial and error to figure out. And so if anyone is sort of like, I don't know where to start, I know I want to give back, but I have no idea how I don't even know what I care about. Like, I'm always here to help. We have a lot of people probably in the organization or just probably in who they're your network that can definitely talk you through some stuff and, and figure out where to start besides the great resources that we've already talked about here.
2: Yeah, the thing that I would add, I mean, to Seth's point, there's probably a lot of people that you're working with that are actually doing something and you just don't know about it. So, you know, again, starting the conversation, you know, start saying, hey, I want to do something. And I, I think at the end of the day, like, make it fun. You know, I think there's a few things that we all want. Um, One is joy (laughs) to have some fun. I don't think any of us would turn that down. And then the vast majority of us also want kind of connection and community. And so to me, it's, it's like, talk to each other, talk to, you know, people that you work with or a teammate or something else and say like, Hey, do you want to just, you know, go do something or, Hey, do you want to brainstorm or, Hey, we should do something. What do you care about? Can I help? You know? And, And I think if you, you make it fun and you make it you know something that you do in in a group kind of like stuff what Steph did with her team then that's the first step in and then you'll start to refine what you want to do and what you care about and what you have time for but if it's something that you know is is a good time and connecting and you're spending quality time with people then it's a win-win no matter what it is
0: well i think my final reflection is uh I thank you to those that are listening. Um, I think, again, step one is look inwardly and see what you care about and where you want to get involved. And so a step one here is listening. So thank you. Um, and a, a call to share stories. Jeff, you had just said, like, look around. You may not realize that people are getting involved in ways that you're not aware. I think you can sometimes fall into a trap of, promoting the good that you do and the community service that you do and uh talking about that and promoting that does not need need to be a bad thing it doesn't now it comes from a selfish place of saying look how good i am I reflect and, and think about why you're sharing but sharing the work that you do and the way that the purpose of sharing the organizations that we're involved with um it's it doesn't need to be a bad thing i think it's a beautiful thing and can encourage more people to get involved and and create that community and create good so um take charge take action and and share what you're doing amazing well again thanks everybody for listening um reach out to i'll say myself i'll I'll offer myself uh if there's any conversations you want to have to to get involved more or how you can uh expand the the service that you're doing would love to continue that conversation so yeah Seth, jeff thanks so much Yep. Thanks, everybody. (laughs)